let's go to Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge Bet Betting and talk to him. Brad, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I just got off a cruise this morning, so I was stoked that you guys wanted to talk some sports. Brad, I love Where'd the- Where'd you uh, go? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I went to uh, Nassau. Went to Nassau, Bahamas. Bahamas, nice. very nice. I see the Bama hat yeah. behind you there. I've, you know, on Twitter, I yes. see that you're a big Bama guy. I went to Bama, so I love the- uh, I love. Oh, you did? Roll I did. Tide. Roll Tide. I love the love right there. Let's get into- I have to uh, ask you a question before yeah. we go too far. Have you ever been to Thomas Ribshack by campus? Uh, Thomas Ribshack? I have not. That's got to be yeah. new. Yeah, it's it's old. It's Is old. It? It's over by Central High School. Okay. Um, yeah, it's my my uncle's place up there. I always love to ask that question for people who go to Bama. Good stuff. All right, I'll have to check it out next time I go. Thomas Ribshack. Uh, Brad, let's talk some college football, man. We have a great slate this week. Notre Dame, you know, they've been so bad at covering big numbers this year, and they have a potential look-ahead spot. With Southern Cal upcoming, they're laying 21 to BC this week. Any thoughts on this game between Notre Dame and BC? This is a tough game for me to handicap. You know, it kind of feels like this Boston College team is kind of thrown in the towel. Um, Notre Dame, they play physical. They're going to out physical in the entire game. Do I want to lay 21 points with Notre Dame ever? No, especially they, you know, they've racked up some massive wins. Um, Could be a potential look ahead spot. If I were to play this game, I'd probably look at the total. Um, I'd kind of want to bet bet the under here, but it's probably a game that's going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, let me ask you about this TCU game because there is a yes. lot, a lot there, right? TCU, all they do is cover. Baylor's maybe one of the hardest teams <laughs> to handicap in all of college football. When they're dogs, they seem to find a way to kind of stay in the mix as favorites. They might just lose outright to a team like West Virginia. Um is where where is TCU on your like legitimacy rankings? You know, week in and week out, I kind of find try to find ways where I can discredit TCU. Like it's probably because my eyes don't believe it. Like this TCU team is so good, but they don't have like they're the way they play football. It's not like anything that that wows you. Maybe Kendra Miller. He's you know he's he's a beast. I was actually going to look at his rushing prop over in this game, but they keep they keep being slated as dogs and they keep winning games. Uh, this Baylor team, I was on Baylor during that West Virginia game. Um, so I, I know all about pain of betting Baylor. Yeah, I think that if I were to put hard-earned money on this, I have to go with TCU because TCU has yet to give us a reason not to bet them. I actually saw a pretty cool stat when I was looking up this game that TCU leads the nation in explosive runs. I think it's runs of 40 yards or more. And that just shows you how great Kendra Miller is. So if you go look at Kendra Miller's logs, Every game where, you know, they weren't having to come from this massive uh, deficit, he's had these 50, 60, 70-yard runs. So as long as they feed him the ball and he continues to do what he does, I think they'll do, uh, they'll do very well in this game. I just, man, I just can't get a good read on, on Baylor. So I haven't bet this game, uh, but I do, I do like TCU as a dog. Uh, man, imagine if I would have said the same thing against Texas. What a pretty good money line price there. Me and you both, man. I mean, the market just <laughs> continues to disrespect TCU. There are two SEC yep. spreads this week where we have uh, two of the top teams laying 22 and a half on the road. So would you rather take Georgia minus 22 and a half at Kentucky or Tennessee minus 22 and a half at South Carolina? Uh, for me, it's going to be Tennessee um, because not that I don't think that Georgia can cover this number. I think both teams can actually cover this number. But for Tennessee, they're playing as a South Carolina offense that barely has a pulse. And they're going to have to – it's not like people are going to line up to want to beat Tennessee in South Carolina. 
You know, it's not like take aim at the number one team, the defending champions. Tennessee doesn't have that target on their back like Georgia does. And this South Carolina offense, like I said, doesn't have a pulse against a hypo-led team that's going to just be hyper-drive all game. Like even the game that Tennessee played last week, you know, the cover was there and Tennessee just blew them away. They, Hyatt's one of the best wide receivers in the country. Um, Hooker's probably going to be a, the Heisman Trophy winner. Like how do you how do you stop them? How do you keep up with them? Uh, you think were Rattler's the answer? No, I, I just don't trust South Carolina to, to keep up with them. Another line that's moved around because of Bo Nix. Doesn't look like oh. Bo Nix is going to play. We might see a little Ty Thompson, which I, uh, when Anthony Brown was the quarterback, I was rooting for Ty Thompson to play, and, and now I'm not so <laughs> sure about that. Now Utah is a favorite in Autzen Stadium, actually, obviously after that big loss against Washington, my Ducks no longer in the playoff conversation. What do you think about this game? Like Utah's defense hasn't been great, but neither has Oregon's, and and both of them don't look like they're really playing for anything <laughs> other than maybe the Pac-12. Yeah, so luckily I had a really good friend shoot me a text uh, and says Bo Nix is probably going to be out while I was on my cruise. I you know I, I rushed to my phone. Uh, I took uh, Utah plus one and a half. I was safe with playing Utah plus one and a half just in case Bo Nix got you know was was able to play and he said he got ruled in. I think that Utah can do enough in this situation. Let me let me back up to Oregon. For so long, you know, being an SEC guy, I had talked poorly about Bo Nix. I called him Bo Picks. Being uh, inefficient. Bo Picks. Uh, yeah, through a lot of turnover-worthy passes. Now he goes to Oregon, and that first game against Georgia, I was hypercritical of him. Uh, you know, throwing balls downfield was not his forte in that game. I think I picked off early. Um, and it felt like he got picked off early and often. And then throughout the season, he showed the maturity. Um, a lot of that has to do with the change of scenery, a team that really believes in him. And also, also the scheme that they're playing makes it a lot easier. Um, but there's only so much a guy like Bo Nix can do, or now Ty Thompson can do, to mask the problems on defense. We saw Washington exploit that. And I think that Utah will be able to do something similar. Uh, it's putting a lot of faith in Thompson if you're going to want to back Oregon. I'm already on Utah plus one and a half. I'm cool with taking Utah in this situation. But if I were to play it and I hate like expressing that I, I want to take a juicy line, I'd prefer to take money line. Um, this is going to be a night game, you know, in Eugene. It's very, very hard to win games in Eugene. I don't want this to come down to a one, one score game, one point game. And I get burned uh, trying to save 20 cents of juice. So I prefer to take Utah money line. Brad, we were talking about this uh, last hour. You know, obviously, rivalry week is next week, and you have a bunch of the top teams laying big numbers this week with some potential to have some letdown spots. Like, you look at Ohio State against Maryland. You look at Michigan against Illinois. You look at North Carolina against Georgia Tech. Um, I mean, there are a lot of them out there. Even Notre Dame against BC, right, with USC next week. Yeah. Is there any games that when you were handicapping that, you were like, this This could be a look-ahead spot for, for somebody laying a big number. Yeah, for me, it was going to be uh, Michigan, mm. uh, Michigan versus Illinois. And it's not so much as the look-ahead, but they're playing a quality opponent as well. Like, un- unfortunately, they have to travel to the shoe. So I think Ohio State's not going to have to, you know, look ahead as much because they have a little bit of comfort, despite losing to them last year, that they get to play this game at home. Michigan has to travel. They are terrified to play this Buckeyes team. This Buckeyes team is nasty defensively. They weren't nasty defensively last year. Well, now they have Illinois, who's going to want to knock them off their high horse. High horse. And what Illinois can really do, which makes you feel a little bit more confident in backing the spread here, is they can grind out games, low-scoring games. 
double digit spreads are hard to cover when there's only like 32 points scored in the game. Let's shift our focus to the World Cup. Uh, obviously, okay. you're you're one of the favorites for NBC Sports Edge to talk about this topic, and here it is. Uh, we asked one of the last guests, uh, Sean Green, about this, and I just kind of want to get your take on. We have a totally different World Cup scenario, different time of year, different time of day for us watching it. How does one, the weather, two, the time of year, really affect betting in your perspective? Yeah, I will say this. We are going to see a ton of unders in this World Cup. Like, these are European players uh, who, a lot of European teams who have been playing, or or let's just say the quality of good players, because I don't want to just call them European, like Neymar is playing in Paris. So even though he's on Brazil, you know, he's been playing in good weather. Like, weathers that's like 75 at, at a high. Now they're going to Qatar, and it is smoking hot. These guys are going to be tired. These cooling breaks are going to be necessary. You're going to see a ton of unders. Another thing that I'm really interested to see, and I've been urging a lot of people to take real caution, like this legitimate like concern, take real caution in betting this first match day, because with these rules that Qatar has implemented, you know, no drinking, um, no relations, if you're not married, that stuff's going to affect the players too. You think about, uh, you think about this England team, a lot of what goes into being a football player is more than just what happens on the pitch. It's a lifestyle. It's going to affect a lot of these players. And, and you know, a lot of people are going to think about that. But imagine you win a big game. You want to go celebrate. You know, some of the guys want to call their friends. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very different uh, vibe, a very different feel. But, yeah, I, I'm thinking unders are going to be the way to go early in this tournament. I love that analysis. That's a very good point. Uh, Brad, when you look at these groups, you know, there, there are a bunch of them that are probably like, we know that Brazil is probably going to win group G. We know that Argentina is probably going to win group C. When you look at the different groups though, is there one that intrigues you? One that you think maybe we could see a team that surprises some people with who wins the group? Yeah, I have two groups actually, and I'm going to start with group H. I'm actually on Uruguay to win this group. Um, then it's not so much a knock on Portugal. I know a lot of people have been talking bad about the Ronaldo situation with what's happening to him at, at Man United and the tension that that might boil over. Uh, he only has, what, one teammate uh, in, on that team in Bruno Fernandes that actually plays at United, and they're professionals. You know, they're going to get over that nonsense. But Uruguay is a good team, and they have a legitimate forward in Darwin Nunez. I, I, at their price right now, I think they're plus 200 to win the group. I think they, they handle South Korea. They, they handle Ghana. Ghana has a lot of talent, but... It's just a lot of new players who haven't really played together. Um, so give me a team that's going to play great in defense and then it's going to have a true goal scorer. And then in Group F, I mean, everyone's going to talk about Belgium, right? Like one of the most popular teams in the entire entire world. Uh, but their back line's old, rickety, banged up. Um, and then you have teams that are hungry, like Canada. Canada is going to be my surprise team of this tournament. I have them to advance. Uh, they have the, their advance price is plus 275. And then you have a Morocco team. Uh, probably the with Mane not being able to play for Senegal, they're probably the best African team. Uh, and then you can't count out Croatia. I'm not huge into Croatia this year because they're just old, getting a lot older. But there's no lock for Belgium to win. I actually think if Belgium win this this group, they're going to be out in the next round anyway. Mm. Really quick, we have about uh, a minute or so. Who's your pick to win it all, to win the World Cup? And it sounds crazy taking the absolute favorite, but it's Brazil. Um, they have one of the best attacking player, a player in the world in Neymar. They have a lot of youth. 
a lot of players who are really, really hungry to make big impressions and a lot of players who are playing at their absolute peak right now. Um, Argentina will be fun, but still a lot of age uh, on that on, on that team that I have to worry about. Love it. Brad, do you already have any bets that you made on any of the opening games at all? Um, yeah, the only bet I made so far was USA Wales. I took uh, United States draw no bet. Uh, fun fact, uh, out of all the active coaches, Greg Berhalter, the coach for the United States, uh, his team averages the least amount of conceded goals per game. So I think if they can get this game 0-0 to the 70th minute, they have a legitimate shot to win. If it if it ends in a draw, we get our money back. Love that. Great Love that. stuff. That's two people on Brazil. It is, yeah. Brad Thomas, tonight. college football, World Cup. Oh, Brad, your sleep, and ske- cruises. Your sleep, your sleep schedule, man, between Pac-12 <laughs> after dark and the World Cup. You got you to gotta start taking some it's naps, naps sometime. Naps That's time. Right. Oh, I already have them penciled into my schedule. <laughs> Love that. Great stuff, Brad. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Enjoy, enjoy it all. College football and Thanks the World again. Cup. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Y'all take care. Great stuff. Brad Thomas, NBC Sports Edge betting. Oh, I love it. Trista, you know, I really don't watch soccer, but it's the World Cup, right? It's so, like, you, you get excited about it. I, I'm, I'm fired up to watch all these games. Yeah, that is two on Brazil. They are the favorites. It's sounding like everything I'm listening to, though, and the two guests that we've had on, Trista, you know, the, the favorites are probably the cream's going to rise to the top. I think so. Because of the time of year, the weather. Just the the field conditions, the depth of the teams. I think it's just you know at the end of the day, those those top teams, those world class teams, are going to be the toughest ones to beat. 